Welcome to Compassionately You. Here, we host conversations in vulnerability and hopes to help and motivate others. My name is Brie Luganville and I am your host. I love to have different guests on to talk about a personal journey that they went through. Sometimes it focuses on internal growth. Sometimes it does focus on body image as well and how that affects our overall being as a person. Thank you so much for being here today. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to Compassionately You. This is your host, Bree Luganbell, and I am here today with Jen DiGennaro, and she is a holistic psychotherapist, and she also does couples counseling, and her business is Nourished Energy. So thank you for being here, Jen. Thank you for having me, Bree. So nice to be here with you. Yeah, we're so excited to have Jen on. I've actually known her for quite a while. Um... I can't remember exactly what year I met her, but it was a couple years back, and she's been a part of um, my nonprofit Better Body Image Conference. She was one of the workshop leaders there last year. Um, she's done a lot of work that I've been following for quite a while, so it's kind of nice to just have her here one-on-one -on -one so all you guys can also take advantage of her kindness and just her knowledge that I've been able to see over the years. So. Without, with that being said, um, let's get right into it. So, Jen, what would you like to talk with us about today, that, about your business? Sure. Um, like we were just talking about, there's so much. Yes. Um, you know, I'll start out saying, you know, I'm a licensed psychotherapist, and so I do do clinical work with people, um, and I also do couples counseling. So, uh I work with couples, I work with individuals around mental health challenges, and I also have a specialty um, in working with binge eating disorder, chronic dieting, body image concerns, and um, disordered eating. Mm -hmm. And that all sort of tends to be related. Oh, um, definitely. You know, so I am, in addition to being a licensed therapist, I am a certified intuitive eating counselor. Um, I'm also a certified body trust provider, and then I'm also a certified clinical trauma professional. Wow, you do yeah. it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I really have found that when I work with people, you know, sometimes people call me, and I, I rarely take on a, a new client without doing a, a consult call um, to make sure we're a good fit. Yeah. Um, and, you know... It really is personalized, the, the therapy that I provide, you know. Um, I really want to meet people where they are and then help them in the way that works for them. So it's very collaborative, yeah. And it seems like with all the different expertise you have in multiple fields, that person gets a lot out of it because so many different things affect us on all different levels of ourselves. So you being that expert in so many different ways helps them so much. 
Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, I really call myself a holistic psychotherapist. Um, so my work is, there's a foundation, of course, in the talk therapy, and it's so powerful to use your voice and be heard and be witnessed. And we have bodies, you know, <laughs> we're not two talking heads. So, you know, I really bring in the body too. And, and, um, I do somatic dialoguing with people. I'm also trained in an amazing uh, approach to psychotherapy called EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Hmm. Um, and yes, it is it's fabulous. I have a page on my website where you can read all about that. I won't go into that here because it's it's really specific, but um, it really helps people get unstuck, and it works with with the body and the mind. So yeah. it's fabulous and. You know, you've mentioned, you use the word expert. And, you know, that's a tough word for me because I always say to people when I work with them, like, I have expertise, mm -hmm. um, but I certainly don't take the seat of an expert. Uh, you know, I, I know when I'm sitting with someone who the expert is on them in the room, and it's definitely not me. It's definitely them. And so I want to help people um, find that that the essence of who they are underneath all the layers of hurt and um, blacks so that they really can feel like they're sitting in the seat of who they are and they are their own expert on themselves mm -hmm. so yeah and then would you say you're there to help kind of guide them to find those parts of themselves that are kind of buried beneath the trauma yes and, yes oh my gosh yes and I love the word integration you mm -hmm. know like um, how do we bring in all of those parts of ourselves that are hurt? And, you know, we know trauma is fragmenting. And um, humans are amazing, amazingly resilient, the ways that we adapt, you know, and adapt to, to pain and, and suffering. And, um, you know, I just love the work that you do around self-compassion because it's such a key um, foundational practice that I do in my life mm -hmm. um, and that I help lead those I work with into because um, it is a, a supporting practice mm -hmm. you know because um, we're all works in progress yes. <laughs> I mean it never ends and once you can embrace that and be excited about that truth that you know we're never we're never completely out of the woods. Yes. You know, like, things are going to happen in life. You know, we're going to get terrible news. We're going to come up against roadblocks. You know, things will get hard. Beautiful flip side is things get easier, too. And no feeling is permanent. Um, and so that, that builds that resiliency muscle. But, like, what do we do when we're hurting? Mm -hmm. You know, right in those moments. And that's the power that can come if you have a self-compassion practice. Mm -hmm. um, I use it daily. Oh you know, yeah. just like, ooh, something just tinged me or something just hurt. I'm like, I'm going to stay with myself and I'm going to show up. And it might mean I need to call someone. It might mean I need, I need to cry. Mm -hmm. It might mean I need to go see my helpers and healers in my life. Um, but, yeah, it is, it's the... I feel like it's the juice that keeps things going. Yes, it's just that foundation that keeps 
needing to be there and not just a foundation, but also like you said, it's a daily a daily practice. It continuous. Is a practice. Yeah, continuous. It is a practice. Mm-hmm. Um and I you know, when I first found self compassion and I learned about it, um it was like, Okay, uh it makes sense on paper, but how do I actually do it? Yes. <laughs> and you know, I started out with just the really basic practice of like naming I'm hurting right now and then remembering that hurt is common to humanity. We all have hurt. And in this moment, there are literally millions of people on this very planet who are feeling the same pain that I'm feeling. And then it, it brings it up a little bit and outside a little bit um, so that we can hold it. And then just giving yourself, you know, I, I you do this, right? Yeah, you, you, yeah. People come up with their own phrases. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I care about this suffering. You know, some people say, I love you, like to yourself. I love you. Um, I'm going to be with you. I'm not leaving you. Mm-hmm. And that talks to those parts of you that are still maybe not integrated. They hear that. Mm-hmm. You know, they mm-hmm. really do. Um, and then you add in a body component. Um, hand to cheek. Mm-hmm. Hand to heart. I'm famous for holding my own hand. Oh, that's like, wonderful. You know, when you're out in the world mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, lovingly holding your own face isn't, like, <laughs> going to be socially feeling comfortable for you, but, you know, you can hold your own hand. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just powerful. Powerful stuff. And that's why I love the work you do, because you know. Oh, thank you. And you bring yeah. it into the world. Um, with your courageous heart, you know, and like, we're all the same team. We are. We really are. <laughs> Everyone who comes here on this podcast, we're all on the same team. Yeah. And we're all just trying to share what works for us and mm-hmm. our our expertise. There we yes. go. And expertise. just trying to help in ways that has helped us. Yes. And it's just our passion, our purpose, and our hearts are there. Yeah. So, And you know um, what's coming up for me hearing you talk? Like, yeah. And what's underneath that? What are we trying to do? We are trying to bring more love into the world. Mm-hmm. This world let is... Let it be here. Yeah. Because this world is full of so much... It's full of lots of suffering, and there mm-hmm. can be lots of hardships and negative parts of it that if we just are able to be more of a light and bring mm-hmm. that love and compassion and all the positive energy, it's really just... It just makes a better place <laughs> for everybody. And so. everything's, I mean, it's all welcome, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think, you know, there's 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 a form of therapy called dialectical behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love about that is that it brings in, like, two things can be true at once. Don't, don't feel like they can be true at once. Yeah. You know, like, I can be suffering and in pain, and I can still know that I'm held in love, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that takes practice to, to, to start to bring the gray in, you know, when we're not thinking constantly in black and white, and like, okay, we're going to live in the gray area, um, and it makes me think a lot about my training in intuitive eating, yeah. um, it's so living in the gray, you know, and diet culture is so living in the black these, and white. Yeah, yeah, these polarities. It's just like good foods and bad foods, good bodies and bad bodies, you know, and it's like good behaviors and bad behaviors, and it's just like, oh, you know, 
We need to get more in the center of, like, it's messy in the center. Mm-hmm. It's messy in the gray area. It can be uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But it's where real living, it's where real living takes place, you know, not yeah. on these edges. Like, we can go to the edges at times, but coming back to center is is really real where learning. it's at. Real progress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more then about... Um, I know we were thinking about talking about the diet culture trauma, and I know you mentioned sure. a little bit and with intuitive yes, eating. Yes, yes. Um, and you, I know, had a recent blog post on this as well, so we yes. can have that in the podcast notes for everybody later. Yeah. But yeah, tell us a little bit about a little bit about that. Sure. So when I talk about um, diet culture trauma, um, we really have to define what I mean when I say. Um, diet culture, you know, um, when I say diet culture, I'm really talking about the diet interest industry. Mm-hmm. Um, we know this is like a, I mean, last I heard 60 billion, probably more. Ugh. Um, it's Crazy. huge. Right. And it's every plan, book, pill, shake, blog, um, everyone creating, selling and profiting off, um, diets. And I'm saying in air quotes, lifestyles, detoxes, cleanses, you know, all of yeah. these things that are, um, about the body being a problem that we have to solve. Um, And, you know, then there's also a belief system in there. So basically, you've got a belief system, which is bodies are unruly. They're not to be trusted. We need to spend our time and energy trying to control them, you know. Um, So that's a belief system, Mm -hmm. one that I completely do not partake in anymore yeah um but you see how when that belief system's in place and then we have this industry in place they 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 add together and they create this diet culture mm-hmm. and we swim in it we're born into it um and it's basically uh we're we're not consenting to this i mean i remember being maybe 13 and just being like my body's a problem yeah. It wasn't. It was, you know, yeah. I don't even know. It was just like, oh, this is a problem. I had a little pouch in my belly. Very normal at that age, especially right before menstruation, right? Yeah. And I'm poking at my belly, and I'm like, this is bad, and I need to do something about it. And, of course, you turn on the TV, and Weight Watchers was pretty big then. Slim, Slim fast. fast. I was just thinking Ooh. about Slim Fast. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, of course. <laughs> and then I have validation that you're right. You need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. And that's just sad. I mean, it breaks my heart. I mean, if, if I have cried many tears letting go of that pain, just like of all the years and the time that was taken from me, worrying about what I, you know, worrying about how many calories. Like, what if I could go back in time and not? What if I could go back in time and somebody held my hands in their cheek and, and could say, You're fine. You're fine. You can trust your body. Mm-hmm. Eat when you're hungry. Stop when you're full. Yeah. Don't mess around with this. And, and what do you care about? Let's let's spend our time on that. What are you interested in, honey? Let's do that. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's the, diet culture and, sucks you in. Uh, and the appearance, the uh, people focusing you know, on that. And and then so much harm is done. Um, you know, you see it. You see. You know. Mm-hmm. It's all around us. And so what are some of the things um, 
I'm just going to give a little list of some of the harm, you mm -hmm. know. Um, we're told repeatedly that our body size is a problem. Repeatedly. Um, we're offered an ever-changing array of ways to fix the problem, problem in air quotes, mm -hmm. of our bodies, um, and this ultimately fails. Okay? So this is diet culture harm. Um, we're lured into diets, lifestyles, cleanses, detoxes that lead to ultimately weight gain or regain. I mean, and the science is really clear on that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why, and I don't even going to get into bariatric surgery, mm -hmm. but we're seeing the huge rise in it because even doctors know, like, prescribing weight loss and focusing on weight loss actually leads to weight gain, period, like we know this. Wow. Not saying that bodies can't lose weight. No. But it's when the focus is on weight loss, the end result is weight gain. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then um, we know that that can also lead to disordered eating, and then hopefully not, but often eating disorders. Mm -hmm. So, does diet culture cause eating disorders? No, but it is like this mitigating factor that is just there, and and most of the time, you know, that first the dieting is what kind of creates the breeding ground. You know. Mm -hmm. um, and then, finally, and this is what just, in, in your work with the Better Body Image Conference, like, I love the work you do with that. Oh, like, you. I'm just so, like, I could cry, Brie, right now. Oh, you're so Like, I mean, and you will, we've had one conference, right? Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. And we're going to have another one, and it's going to be even more amazing. And we're going to have another one, and another <laughs> one. You know what I mean? Like, we have a commitment to this, right? Mm -hmm. Because having our bodies celebrated when they get smaller and ignored or discriminated against when they get bigger, not okay. No. That's the harm right there. It is horrifying, um, and we need to stop. Yeah. And like, okay, now I want to bring in some self-compassion. If you're sitting there and you're listening to this and this is landing for you, and you kind of feel some feelings, like, oh, my gosh, I just texted my friend good job because she lost 10 pounds okay perfect time for self-compassion okay mm -hmm. we we're swimming in this stuff okay yeah. now it's that whole thing when we know better we do better and we can be compassionate that okay we didn't know but once you know yeah it's yeah. time to to start doing the work and stepping up you know because people are hurting and we see it, right? There's a rise in eating disorders. There's a rise in body dissatisfaction. Mm -hmm. There's actually a rise, I mean, suicide rates. I mean, like, this is serious. Yeah. You know? So how do we do this different? Um, and there's ways to affirm your body or your friend's bodies without, again, like you said, focusing on that weight loss. It's focusing on the whole person and the whole absolutely. body and not focusing on, but again, right. like, You've said and like research has shown diet culture, it's it's ingrained when we're here. Yeah. <laughs> when we're just born into this world. Yes. So that idea and focus on I'm gonna continue to think about weight loss, it's sometimes subconscious and it's well, hard. And I yeah. mean that's why I mean it's traumatizing. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's traumatizing. And I don't want that to be minimized. Like, oh well everybody does it. Oh blah blah blah. No. Many of us 
myself included, have been actually traumatized by multiple diet attempts, failures, and then we start to, so these are some of the examples of limiting core beliefs that are fueled yeah. by, you know, the lies of diet culture. Um, believing there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Believing I'm bad. Believing I'm not good enough. Um, believing if my body was different, I would be safe. I would be well. I would be loved. No. You deserve all of those things right now in the body you have in this moment. There's no other body. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's kind of the work I do in my clinical practice when just horrifyingly um, people have other traumas in their life that are reinforced by diet culture, you know. So they ha- they're carrying around these, these painful beliefs that they're bad yeah. because of terrible things that happened to them when they were children. And then, you know, they project it out onto their body. And then there's this horrible industry that just corroborates that and drives it d- even deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you got to start unpacking that. Yes. None of, it's, none of it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that's some heavy stuff, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but there's ways, and I know on your next vlog that you're going to talk about mm-hmm. that you've done mm-hmm. after we kind of delve into this hardcore kind of thing um, is body love. Yeah. So. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that just feel like a soothing, like, <laughs> like a let's wrap a blanket around us um, because the story doesn't end Mm-mm. with the pain. Okay. The story ends with love. Mm-hmm. And that is good. Yes. <laughs> um, so first thing um, I'll tell you and everyone listening, like, uh, you don't have to love your body. Mm-hmm. Okay? I love the word love and I use the word love. Um, but what I believe about love is that it emerges beyond our will. It's a grace that comes. That mm-hmm. comes when we can cultivate it, right? Yeah. So how do we cultivate loving our bodies? We don't have to love them to cultivate the love. We just can have it in our mind that it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. So um, on my blog, um, I offer up six steps. Okay, so we'll just go through them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the first one is respect your body and I love this because it really brings us to mindfulness yeah. in the present moment which you know is a big is a foundation of self-compassion right yeah. it's that naming like what's happening right now we don't know unless we're actually here naming it right um, so respecting the body um, that you have in this moment there's no other moment we only have this moment yeah right now you know and so like we're sitting here looking at each other and it's like okay what's going right right now our eyes are working um our like we're online with kind of our social um system with our nervous system you know we're smiling at each other i'm feeling really warm towards you i'm feeling really connected Mm -hmm. so you know and this is all embodied like and then all the amazing things our bodies do like (laughs) Oh my goodness, my heart's beating right now. 
Yeah. I'm not even in charge of that. Um, you know, my blood's pumping through my body. I'm breathing, which I wouldn't ever think about. In fact, I'm going to just <laughs> take a nice breath. Like, okay, so I can hear myself talking. I mean, my hands are moving. Like, this is all awesome. Mm-hmm. So we can just stop in this moment and respect this amazing um, vessel that we get to be in and walk around on the planet and touch each other and hug each other and, you know, feel stuff. Like, how can you not start to, to, to build some respect, right? Yeah. You don't even yeah. have to like your body, but, like... Respect, yeah. It, like, there's, like, hardcore, like, respect, right? Um, and that just kind of flows into the next one, which is applaud your body. <laughs> Let's do it right now. All like, right, wait, yay. I know what did. <laughs> yay, we're just doing it. Um, so, okay, so gratitude and a, and the applause is based on gratitude, right? So um, even when your body's not functioning perfectly, like, hey, we all get sick, there's chronic illness. I mean, we know mm-hmm. this. Um, or it's not looking how you want. We all have bad body days, um, body image days. You can find things to be thankful for. And so one of my favorite quotes of all time is from John Kabat-Zinn, who's like the grandfather of mindfulness, you know, all that research he did. And he says, as long as you are breathing, there is more right with you than wrong with you. Oh, that's wonderful. Isn't that a great one? Mm-hmm. Like, and I have to remind myself, too, some days. <laughs> it mm-hmm. just feels like everything's kind of going not a good direction, yes. right? Yeah. Um, so just letting that be true. And then nourishing your body. So something amazing happens when we can find ways to get our body enough food, basic nutrients, and we can let ourselves have some pleasure and satisfaction in eating. Um, You know, and that's loaded. I mean, it's tough. And when you bring in, like, social justice aspects, like, well, hey, not everybody has access to um, food. And the truth is, a lot of people don't have access to enough food, period. Mm-hmm. Let alone, you know, all this organic, wholesome, blah, blah, blah. Like, the truth is just, you know, basic. Like, are you eating enough? Mm-hmm. You know? And so I think for some of us, especially those of us with a lot of privilege, like, to step back and be like, whoa, maybe first step is just knowing I'm getting enough food. Mm-hmm. And how do I know if I'm getting enough food? Well... You are not hungry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and going back to diet culture, like we're taught to distrust our hunger. We're taught to distrust our hunger. We're trust, taught to distrust our fullness. We're taught to distrust our bodies in every way. Um, so, you know, a lot of the work I do with intuitive eating is like going back to real basic, you know, going back to, well, satisfaction is a big part of intuitive eating. Like, we're meant to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're meant to eat a meal and, and feel satisfied. You know, diet culture would have us eating a bunch of stuff that doesn't taste good or we don't like and not enough of it mm-hmm. and, and not satisfied, right? Yeah. Um, so intuitive eating really is a way to nourish your body that is compassionate. Mm-hmm. You know, so... And again, um, on my website, there's a whole bunch about intuitive eating. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe we can get together and and really dive into intuitive eating another episode. Um, So then the next one is listen to your body. 
And doesn't that just flow beautifully? We were just talking about intuitive eating mm -hmm. and that we can start listening to our bodies. And what are they telling us? Um, our bodies let us know when we're full of, or hungry. Our bodies let us know when we're tired or excited. Mm -hmm. um, our bodies let us know when we maybe need a glass of water. Our bodies let us know when we need to go to the bathroom. Um, but this involves some slowing down and listening. Um, so we can begin to notice how we feel about all kinds of things too. Like even just maybe you have certain practices that you do in your life. Like maybe you get up every morning and you scroll through social media for 20 minutes. Or maybe you start to notice like, hmm, how does that work for me? Like, does that get my day started in a way that, that feels good? Mm -hmm. um, and maybe it does, you know, for some people. But, but you will know. You can start to trust your inner knowing. Mm -hmm. um, and emotions start in the body also. So... We can free up tons of energy when we can start to just letting our feelings come out. Um, and that opens the channels for love to flow too. So, you know, and that all sounds great. Um, and I just have to like put a disclaimer in too, like people with trauma histories, listening to your body is terrifying. It's not, like body doesn't feel safe. Like body yeah. doesn't feel like home. Um, it can where you felt the greatest terror of your life so yeah there may be some distrust there or a lot of distrust there you know um, and I want to honor that like this for some people is really 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 hard work and really foundational work mm -hmm. um, to living a life that feels like yours so okay and then the next one is accepting your body. Mm -hmm. So that's different than loving, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. body acceptance. I'm big into that this yeah. season of my life. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> it's ongoing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we're, you know, every day we're getting older. Mm -hmm. And speaking of another industry that's just on my S-H-I-T-U-L-I-S-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-T-I-
and you know there's always been a plan to change the body and dismissing the body of right now mm-hmm. um, so and maybe you've heard this as another quote um, by Carl Rogers but it, it it's awesome you know the curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am then I can change. Oh, I love that. I never heard it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one, right? Mm-hmm. Because nothing's going to really happen until we can be with what's here. Yeah. So that's the accepting of the body. Okay, and then number six. Yay. Okay, we made it. We're here. It's kind of my favorite one. Oh. Uh, they're all my favorite, but... Um, So I'll maybe get up on my soapbox. Maybe you'll join me up here. Let's do this. Okay. Um, (laughs) Demand justice for your body. I like Mm -hmm. the word justice. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We live in a world where bodies are not given justice on so many levels. I mean, you think about all the isms, you know, racism, sexism, all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all connected and messy. Um, but this is a huge political issue that runs deep and wide. All you have to do is open up any news outlet or uh, anything. It's everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And we're all, it's very intense right now. Um, and we know, you know, the war on bodies is waged through fear and hate, you know. Um, and then we have all these industries and ideologies uh, swirling around and, and they all impact us all right mm-hmm. um, and they certainly inhibit the flow of love to and from our bodies to and from each other so how do we do this I don't have the answer I just know that I'm trying to do the work personally um, and at, at, in my work as a therapist you know doing everything I can to try to create a place where people can come and see me and it's okay to talk about this stuff. Yeah. And create, I don't, I don't know, safe spaces. I don't know. That's not, I I guess I like the word safer spaces Mm -hmm. um, because all this stuff is really painful. It doesn't sometimes feel safe to talk about. Yeah. But, oh, Brene Brown, I think says, brave spaces right yeah okay so yeah that's Mm -hmm. I want to try I'm trying every day to create a brave space in my office in my own heart in my relationships you know so how can we demand justice for bodies our own others you know and I have tons of privilege yeah you know and so even just working with that you know I have been working through a book called White Fragility, and it has been really helpful for me in dealing with my white privilege, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still mucking through it. It's, it's, it is difficult and necessary. Mm-hmm. So with the demand justice for your body, demanding justice, it can be silent or loud. It can be... Justice for your body and all bodies, and it's the balm for this deep pain. Mm-hmm. But it's the fertile ground that love is going to flourish from, right? Yeah. Um, but we all have to do it. Yeah. 
travel. And people can start today by just recognizing when you're having that negative critical thought of yes. your body and just pinpoint it and going, okay, that was negative. Was that helpful or was that harmful for me? Even just like starting naming it, naming it, naming it. Yep. Just yep. like, oh, and, um, something also is when you do recognize that someone else is saying something negative, maybe it's a friend about their body to you. How do you respond? Do you mm -hmm. say, yeah, well, I dislike this about me. And do you relate or do you, you know, even yes. just being aware of it and yes. now recognizing it and maybe not being able to change that statement yet, but at least recognizing, mm -hmm. oh, wait a second. Is that harmful or helpful yeah, to me really... or my friend? Yes. Which leads me into saying one quick thing is mm -hmm. that Jen's going to be on a panel at Better Body Image Conference next year on March 2nd, 2019, and she's going to be talking about how to be um, a better body image advocate. There we go. We had a lot of um, trying to get that right uh, title there, but she's going to be talking about that, which kind of leads into what I said a little bit so it can mm -hmm. help you know what to do for which, sure so um there's a resource right there for you guys yeah but... come out <laughs> we'll be there I'll be there yeah. it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be fun but yeah. anyway I'll get back to this um so Ooh, I know oh yeah I want to say one more thing about you know when you were with the naming yeah. of is it harmful is it helpful um and I honestly don't remember where who said this or where I learned it it certainly didn't come I'm not originating this thought. <laughs> um, I wish I could give credit, but I don't remember where I heard it first. But it's so important. Um, how about locating the problem outside of your body? Mm. So also remembering to name the diet culture trauma. Name the harm. Name that you didn't consent to this. Yeah. It's very it can be really powerful, you know, like your body's not the problem. You've been told your body's the problem. It's not the problem. The problem is out here. Mm -hmm. And we need to, that's where the justice piece comes in. Like we need to address what's out here. Yeah. But it's not inside of you. No. What's inside of you is good. Is love. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that leads me into letting you guys know. She's given a lot of information that she's worked so hard on with both um, diet, culture, trauma, and then body love. She actually has a really awesome um, freebie right now on her website. So if you want to, you know, take everything you learned here and then create your own um, uh, or like self-care plan, she's got something ready for you now. Yeah. So, so you could just um, go to my website. It's nourishedenergy.com. And then right on my homepage, uh, you can scroll down to the bottom, and it's called um, Holistic Nourishment Assessment. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get several checklists to kind of start assessing where you're at. And then also with the download, you get um, a template for a personalized self-care plan. Oh, so it's about eight pages, I think. And, um, you know, I spent a lot of time on it. it it's very concrete. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a way to start um, doing some concrete things in your life to really um, support your self-care, you know, and how that looks for you. And it's personalized, right? Yeah. Um, 
what's what looks like self-care for one person may not look like self-care for another person mm-hmm. you know so even just exploring that you get to decide um how you feel nourished and what nourishes you mm-hmm. and start to um be intentional about it thank you so much um when she told me about that before we recorded i thought oh my goodness that's i need to download it for one but um it's just a really awesome thing especially this time of the season so um it's a lot of information and a lot of stuff that we covered but uh it's the work that we both do and that um i'm just so happy to have jen here because I already feel myself very um, just like nourished, (laughs) inspired (laughs) to use the word. Yeah. But um, so if you also want to follow Jen on social media and just get that positivity each day from her, um, Jen, where can they find you? Sure. I am on Facebook at Nourished Energy. And then I'm on Instagram at Jennifer DeGenero. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, it was amazing, Bree. I love spending time with you, and I'm just so inspired by the work that you do in our community, and I am excited to keep supporting you and um, all the work that you do. Well, same to you, and I'm going to try not to cry because I'm happy tears. Mm -hmm. We've just known each other for a long time, and we're all doing the similar things, and it's great to always have validation from a nice friend and colleague so thank you of course um so thank you so much everyone for listening make sure to check out that um assessment and personalized self-care plan at nourishedenergy.com i'm gonna go check it out too honestly um so again have a really wonderful day and happy monday i'd like to learn more about today's episode you can go to brielugenville.com slash podcast If you'd like to join our private support group, you can find us on Facebook and search for the private group, Compassionately You. If you would like to be a guest, you can email Bree at brielugenville at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great start to your week.